0: Interviewing David Meltzer was definitely a highlight for me on Upbeat. He's somebody that I always wanted to meet and have a conversation with. And I'm so glad that that was able to happen on this podcast. David is a serial entrepreneur, philanthropist, three-time best-selling author, award-winning humanitarian, chairman of the Unstoppable Foundation, host of one of the top five business podcasts, The Playbook, and according to Forbes and Entrepreneur, he is one of the top keynote speakers on the planet. You know, there's a lot of coaches, entrepreneurs, speakers out there that I see online that I follow closely because I want to learn from them and and I'm pursuing that as well. But it's less common for me to find uh, ones that I really relate with and ones that I feel, you know, maybe can understand a little bit more in depth uh, what I've come from, what I've been through. And so for me, what really hooked me, David, was your story (laughs) and coming from nothing, coming from a single mother. Craving money, you know. I have a single mother as well, and so that was something that ultimately got me hooked to you and your content. And that's how I want to start the podcast off. So, could you just briefly uh, share with us and with me and the and the listeners a little bit more about your story and what you came from and where you are now?
1: Yeah, sure. You know, I was blessed to grow up poor. I always say I feel sorry for the rest of you. I had a single mom, six kids, five boys and a girl, and specifically raised on uh, education and family. But for me, uh, I was born with a happy gene. And the only time I wasn't happy is when I catch my mom stressed about money, car breaks down, food, whatever it was, uh, the only time. And my mom meant so much to me because she sacrificed so much by working two jobs and educating us and empowering us and giving us so much love uh, that I was driven by this dream that I was gonna buy my mom a house and a car. And if I made a million dollars to buy my mom a house and a car, that I would forever have this holistic happiness that was overwhelming. So throughout my journey, whether it was to play college football and professional football, which I never made it, uh, or to be a doctor, which I learned I wasn't fit for because I hate hospitals, or to be an oil and gas litigator, as I reversed engineer going to law school to be rich and finding the highest paying job out of law school. Realizing that my entrepreneurship, my belief in myself to take a sales job with a $250,000 comp plan, that was going to be my journey to becoming rich. And then reverse engineering that into what I call the power of 64 by being able to work 64 hours a day, seven days a week to make my first million dollars nine months out of law school uh, to buy my mom that house and a car, which then reinforced the fact money buys happiness. because. In my mind, I was my mom's favorite child for the first time. Forget Harvard, Penn, and Columbia, I was rich. Then we sold that company for $3.4 billion, once again, allowing me to take my economic status to another level, then working in the Silicon Valley, finding my true superpower of raising money and being able to raise money, both for philanthropy and for business, and then becoming the CEO of the world's first smartphone and working with guys like Gates and Jobs and incredible entrepreneurs in the Silicon Valley and Sequoia, Mirando, Texas Pacific. But big, big business and big money. Marrying my dream girl, who I thought for sure married me for my money, although she proved it when I lost all my money that she wasn't interested in my money. She actually loved me. Uh, so everything I did in my journey, even when I became Lee Steinberg, Sports Entertainment CEO, the most notable sports agency in the world, the movie Jerry Maguire after Lee, I thought he hired me because I was uh, rich and I made tons of money and he could tell his athletes that they weren't gonna go bankrupt, they could be just like me. But once again, that was proven false because I did go bankrupt and he still kept me as his CEO. And uh, then I built a humongous sports marketing company with Warren Moon and the last three years built my own brand. Uh, but the transfer and the shift of the paradigm for that journey of money that you relate to with a single mom, really striving for money changed two years before I lost over a hundred million dollars on paper before I lost everything. uh, When I realized that money doesn't buy happiness, my wife assisted me in finding out who I was and what I wanted to be and understanding those values helped me understand that money only comes through me for others, not for me or not to me like a victim.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much for sharing that. Is that kind of what led to your motto then? I love your motto. You know, make a lot of money, help a lot of people and uh, have have a lot lot of fun. fun. Have a lot of fun. Yeah. The most important, probably.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny because I was still kind of stuck in the Dave Meltzer overselling days when I created a mission statement for Sports One Marketing and uh, my business partner, the Hall of Fame quarterback, Warren Moon, who I call QB1 Kenobi. He took my huge mission statement, which was like, coalesce the vapors of human existence. So I a viable and logical inclusion by leveraging relationship capital and situational knowledge to transform business, blah, blah, blah. And he looked at that and he goes, what the heck does this say? And basically, we broke it down to basically, I want to make a ton of money, help a ton of people and have a ton of (laughs) fun. And that's where it came
0: from. Awesome. So, and I wanted to ask too, how can people double down on you know, the making a lot of money parts. Uh, this is just my situation and the situation of so many of my family members and my friends in their mid twenties, other speakers, beatboxers, podcasters, but we help a lot of people and we have fun and we, and we enjoy what we do. And we're out there trying to serve, uh, but we're lacking the money part of it. And it, it sometimes for a lot, I've seen a lot of my friends kind of bail out of doing that because they struggle to to earn money for themselves. So how can we zero in on that? What are some things we can do to make money more of a part of it without being like greedy or selfish?
1: Yeah. So number one, you have to shift the paradigm of value of money, right? Money, once you realize money is comes through you, not for you, meaning that once I determined that money wasn't for me, but what motivated me to give money was allow it to come through me with appreciation for others. Uh, and that motivated me. And then it took the shame and worthiness out of money. It allowed me to take my ego out of money. It allowed me to receive money with goodwill and good faith combined with that money. And it allowed me to be motivated beyond belief for money without any resistance or interference. So I have a saying: the legs, the legs feed the lion. That I can't give what I don't have. So the stronger my legs are, the more I can eat. The more I can eat, the more I can feed others. And I surround myself with the right people, the right ideas. I surround my Self with people that feed me, not bleed me, and so I started looking at things money-wise, taking all the negative energy, the worthiness, the guilt, and all these negative ego-based emotions that created separation, interference uh, from what I wanted. And I started living in the flow of money, knowing that money comes through me for others with great purpose. And I stayed laser-focused on being productive, meaning adding value. Being accessible, meaning accessible to others to be of service and of help and of value, and also accessing what I want. One of the key components of me making a lot of money was money doesn't buy happiness, but it allows me to shop. And if I shop for the right things, I'll be happy. And if I shop for the wrong things, I won't be. But I had to have money. And so I shifted all this mindset to money without any guilt, without any worthiness issues, without any interference, void shortages, or obstacles. And I didn't care how I made the money. As long as it had the values that I have, integrity, love, family, and light, lessons, and all of those things. But moreover, I am a money-making machine. I love money. Money is the currency of this vibration. It's an object of energy that we put into the flow. The more money I have, the more I can give. That's what inspires me today, knowing that I have to clear the connection, the interference between that which inspires me and me. And then it can give it to others and can clear that connection as well. There's no separation, in there's no inferiority or superiority, there's no judgments or conditions. It's just I want to make as much money as I can to help as many people as I can, knowing I'll have a ton of fun doing it. And that's really what has changed the perspective, whether you're an artist, a DJ, a beatboxer, a podcaster. Look, if you focus in on enjoying, the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential and focusing on how do I monetize that pursuit and journey, everything will come your way rapidly and accurately, and you won't quit. Most people quit too early. That's the biggest problem. They don't understand acceleration and growth. And I'll give you a quick example. You know, Most people get to 25% of the way there, and it takes a little bit of time. But when they get to 25% of the way there, they quit because they start listening to everybody else and start voting for what everybody else thinks of them or wants for them. They start seeing and saying, Well, I'm not as far as I want to be, so I'm going to quit. Well, meanwhile, they're accelerating and growing. And what they don't know is in half as much time as it took them to get to 25% of the way there, in half as much time, they can get to 50% of the way there. And the sad thing is, of the one percent that hung on at twenty-five percent, now one percent of one percent hangs on at fifty percent. And little did the one percent of the one percent know that they're only half as much time from being hundred percent of the way there. That one percent doesn't know is they're only half from two hundred percent, and half from four hundred, half away from eight hundred, half away from sixteen hundred. That's how exponential growth and acceleration grows. That's how I built my brand, you know, in social media. Is that I didn't care. I told everyone, I just want two ambassadors in one year. They're like, what are you talking about? I go, if I can get two people that will get two people a year to love my stuff, I'll be a multimillionaire and one of the most famous people on the internet. They're like, what are you talking about? I said, well, in five years, I'll have 64 people telling 64 people. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, in 10 years, I'll have 2,000 people telling 2,000 people. This is just that two people at a time. And in 15 years, I'll have 64,000 people telling 64,000 people. And in 20 years, when I'm a young 70-year-old, 2 million people telling 2 million people a year about how great my content is. Luckily, because I detached my emotions from the outcome, luckily because I focused on this concept of acceleration and growth, here I am three years and a couple months away from when I started and met Gary Vee at the Super Bowl three years ago, and I'm already far beyond you know, the 16 people I'm supposed to be at.
0: That's kind of how I got into your content too. There's, there's two specific people who introduced me to, to what you do, uh, who are total loyal followers of yours, consume every single podcast episode And and there, who introduced me. And then now I'm here talking to you and and I'm a lifer and I'll tell more people about you. And that's just kind of how it works, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, and I wish more people would have that perspective and have that patience. And I know the younger you are, the more difficult it is to have that patience, whether it's within your career or entrepreneurship or your art or your family relationships, whatever it is, just look and enjoy Detach your emotions from the outcome and attach your emotions to the enjoyment of the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential. If you can truly, truly harbor the enjoyment in the journey, I know it sounds trite, but you will be so much better off, not just in your mindset, but actually in your statistical success, your quantitative value that you'll receive and no matter what that journey looks like
0: awesome thank you very much for that incredible advice uh, and that's leading right into another message that you share that I love and that's the importance of being happy in any situation so for people who are not happy well it's maybe a new piece of advice for for them
1: yeah it has to be practicing ending fear you know my main mission on earth is to empower a thousand people to empower a thousand people to empower a thousand people to happy so over a billion people being happy will change the collective consciousness of the world and my advice is to actually make a practice out of ending fear what does that mean that means number one identify what causes that interference or corrosion to the connection that you already have meaning change and shift your perspective to I'm already connected to the light the love the lessons that are happiness I'm the one creating the interference or corrosion to that happiness. And so, first, if I can identify how that happens, meaning a need to be right, a need to be offended, a need to be separate, inferior, superior, a need to be angry, anxious, frustrated, worried, guilty, resentful, all of these needs, if I can start identifying those needs and when they appear in my life, instead of accelerating through and into them, accelerating in the wrong trajectory, if I can realize that. When I have these needs of the ego, then my mind, body, and soul are on fire. And everybody knows what their mommy taught them when they catch on fire. Stop, drop, and roll. So (laughs) if we can be aware of these needs, then if we stop, we drop and think about why do I feel this way, calm down, both physically, mentally, and spiritually, and then roll in the trajectory of the truth, roll into the trajectory of radical humility and honesty and integrity. We're going to be happy. We're going to be happy when we get out of our own way and we lessen the corrosion and interference that we're creating to the greatest source of happiness, light and love and lessons that exist, the one in which we're already and always created and connected to so that we can allow that energy to come through us for others.
0: Awesome. I appreciate it very much, David. Amazing. Well, and I'll close this out with a a quick beatbox with your name in it. All right, here we go. What the David Mulzer?